This is Today in History, February the 27th. On this day back in 1801, the District of Columbia was placed under the jurisdiction of Congress. On this day in 1911, inventor Charles F. Kettering demonstrated his electric automobile starter in Detroit by starting a Cadillac's motor with just the press of a switch instead of hand cranking. Also on this day in 1922, the Supreme Court unanimously upheld the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, which guaranteed the right of women to vote. Also on this day in 1933, Germany's Parliament building was gutted by fire. Chancellor Adolf Hitler, blaming the communists, used the fire to justify suspending civil liberties. On this day in 1951, the 22nd Amendment to the Constitution, limiting a president to two terms of office, was ratified. And on this day in 1960, the U.S. Olympic hockey team defeated the Soviets 3-2 at the Winter Games in Squaw Valley, California. Roger Christian again, number 10, to William Dawson. The U.S. team went on to win the gold medal. On this day in 1986, the U.S. Senate approved telecasts of its debates on a trial basis. And on this day in 1991, Operation Desert Storm came to a conclusion as President George H.W. Bush declared that Kuwait is liberated, Iraq's army is defeated, and announced that the Allies would suspend combat operations at midnight Eastern time. Kuwait is liberated. Iraq's army is defeated. Our military objectives are met. Kuwait is once more in the hands of Kuwaitis in control of their own destiny. We share in their joy, a joy tempered only by our compassion for their ordeal. Tonight, the Kuwaiti flag once again flies above the capital of a free and sovereign nation. I am pleased to announce that at midnight tonight, Eastern Standard Time, exactly 100 hours since ground operations commenced, and six weeks since the start of Operation Desert Storm, all United States and coalition forces will suspend offensive combat operations. And on this day in 1968, former teen singing idol Frankie Lyman, known for such songs as Why Do Fools Fall in Love and Goody Goody, was found dead of a drug overdose in New York at age 25. Lyman was born in Harlem, New York on September 30th, 1942. He began working as a grocery boy at age 10. At 12 in 1954, Lyman heard a local doo-wop group known as the Coupe de Ville's at a school talent show. He became friends with the lead singer, Herman Santiago, and he eventually became a member of the group. Now calling itself both the Enemies and the Premiers, Dennis Jackson of Columbus, Georgia, was one of the main influences in Lyman's life. His personal donation of $500 helped start Lyman's career. One day in 1955, a neighbor gave the Premiers several love letters that had been written to him by his girlfriend, hoping to give the boys inspiration to write their own songs. Merchant and Santiago adapted one of the letters into a song called Why Do Fools Fall in Love? The Premiers, now calling themselves the Teenagers, got their first shot at fame after impressing Richard Barrett, a singer with the Valentines. Barrett, in turn, got the group an audition with record producer George Goldner. On the day of the group's audition, original lead singer Santiago was late. Lyman stepped up and told Goldner that he knew the part because he helped write the song. The disc jockeys always called them Frankie Lyman and the Teenager. Goldner signed the group to G Records and Why Do Fools Fall in Love became its first single in January 1956. The single peaked at number six on the Billboard Pop singles chart and topped the Billboard R&B singles chart for five weeks. Six other top Blues 10 singles followed over the next year or so. I Want You To Be My Girl, I Promise To Remember, Who 
can explain out in the cold again the ABCs of love, I'm Not a Juvenile Delinquent, and Baby Baby were also popular teenagers' releases. I Want You to Be My Girl gave the band its second pop hit, reaching number 13 on the National Billboard Hot 100 chart. Goody Goody was a number 20 pop hit, but did not appear on the R&B chart. The teenagers placed two other singles in the lower half of the pop chart. With the release of I Want You to Be My Girl, the group's second single, the teenagers became Frankie Lyman and the Teenagers. An album, The Teenagers featuring Frankie Lyman, was released in 1956. In early 1957, Lyman and the Teenagers broke up while on tour in Europe. Goldner began pushing Lyman as a solo act, giving him solo spots in the show. Lyman began performing with backing from pre-recorded tapes. As a solo artist, Lyman was not nearly as successful as he had been with the Teenagers. Beginning with his second solo release, My Girl, Lyman had moved to Roulette Records. On a July 19, 1957 episode of Alan Freed's live ABC TV show The Big Beat, Lyman began dancing with a white teenage girl while he was performing. His actions caused a scandal, particularly among Southern TV station owners, and The Big Beat was subsequently canceled. There is no surviving footage because the episode was taped over, according to Judith Fisher Freed. Lyman's slowly declining sales fell sharply in the early 1960s. Within the span of one year, as a result of heroin use, his voice changed from his signature tenor to a much deeper baritone. His highest charting solo hit was a cover of Bobby Day's A Little Bitty Pretty One, which peaked at number 58 on the Hot 100 pop chart in 1960 and which had been recorded in 1957. Addicted to heroin since the age of 15, Lyman fell further into his habit and his performing career went into decline. Lyman was found dead of a heroin overdose at the age of 25 on the floor of his grandmother's bathroom, February 27, 1968, on this day in history. Oh, oh, oh.